1: to The Dork Forest. I'm Jackie Cation. I'm your host. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, and FamilyPetAncestry.com. They all lead to a variety of places where you can listen to The Dork Forest. Uh, I'm Jackie Cation. I'm your host. It is November or December. In November and December, I ask that you do not donate to The Dork Forest. You instead find a local food bank and give them either the $10 to $100 that you were going to give The Dork Forest, because I know you were. Uh, Because I have a PayPal button that you can start donating to again in January. But to find a local food bank in your neighborhood, you can go to feedingamerica.org and you can put in your zip code. If you do not live in the United States, you can put in the name of your town and the word food bank and it will come up. You can do that here in the United States as well, oddly enough. Uh, the internet works like that everywhere. It turns out. So do that. Don't donate to the Dork Forest. If you want to support the Dork Forest, still in these months, there are ways you can get stuff for people for the holidays as trinkets, as gifts. You can get T-shirts and CDs and merch over at JackieCation.com at on the store. There's going to be a new stand-up shirt. Uh, coming out. And that actually will not benefit me. That'll be a benefit for different charities, I think is what that's going to be. All of it's available digitally, you know, iTunes and Amazon and Comedy Film Nerds has my DVD as a downloadable video, ComedyFilmNerds.com. But if you want hard copies of the DVD of the CDs, you can get them at JackieCation.com. I also have a stand-up comedy t-shirt, my spooky reading girl t-shirts. I have dork forest t-shirts and ranger of the dork forest t-shirts. I have hoodies in stock. It is winter. And so if you want a hooded sweatshirt, zip hoodie, I actually have all the sizes in stock. You can email me jackie at jackiecation.com to make sure that they are still in stock. At any time, of course. Uh, and I will tell you if they are, and if they aren't, it would be back order and it might be a while. So, know in your heart. Other than that, another way to support the show, if you, uh, because you're not donating in November and December, is to continue to use the Amazon banner on com and com. There is a link uh, t- to support the show, and all it is is it's a link through to Amazon. And you order normally, like you would from Amazon, the Dork Forest just gets a little bit of a kickback for your order. It doesn't cost you extra at all. You can uh, see my calendar, where I'm doing stand-up comedy. You can always follow me on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook. The Facebook page is JackieCation-JokeSmith. That's my fan page. If you have listened to all 600 and whatever episodes of the Dork Forest and would like more Dork Forest, there are premium episodes, probably a dozen of them. And they are, in the last couple of years, if I do a live episode, it usually costs me some money. So I have been putting them up on Bandcamp and they cost money. They cost two bucks a pop. But if you go to the DorkForest.bandcamp.com, you can see those different shows. They're usually live episodes around the world. And there is also a, a four... Four stories on a on a sort of a handmade storytelling album that I made over there too, and those are just a buck each. So if you want to go to bandcamp, you can do that as well. Oh, why don't I do the the credits? The Dork Forest is not made possible just by me, Jackie Cation. Patrick Brady's gonna fix this audio by God, and it's gonna be great. And Mike Rickberg sang that song you just heard. He composed and sang it with his wife, Sarah Cohen. He will sing his words to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. And Vilmos fixes JackieCation.com. He, uh, he does the website. Go to allthingscomedy.com and find other podcasts there. I also have another podcast called The Jackie and Lori Show with Lori Kilmartin on the Nerdist Network. Uh, dorks, nerds, we're all in this together. The Jackie and Lori Show is literally... Lori Kilmartin and I, discussing and just essentially just going off about stand-up comedy. So if you like stand-up comedy, you might like the Jackie and Lori show over on Nerdist. Anyway, let's get into this show because it's awesome. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm in my living room with Milwaukee comic, fellow Wisconsinite, Tom Clark. Welcome to the show. That's right. You're back.
0: I know. The scene is strong <laughs> this, with Milwaukee.
1: It's true. And um so it's at Tom Clark Comedy, right? Mhm. And uh, this comes out December 12th. So do you are you on the road?
0: Uh yeah, the next few weeks I'm on the road and then um, so people can check your Twitter or do, what's your website? Uh to tomclark.com ask? and that has all the info about the special and everything. You got
1: tomclark.com? I did.
0: 1998 my web guy bought it. Nice. And, uh, yeah, and I just, uh, and I've had a few inquiries for it. Oh, once. I'm
1: sure you have, from different Tom Clarks of right. the world. And I'm always like,
0: how much? And I'm like, I'm like $50,000. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, if you really want it. If like, you
1: really want it, uh, I will sell it to you. Right. It, everything, as my uh, crazy father likes to say, everyone has a price. Right. Uh, <laughs> even, t- horrible Abraham Lincoln story. Anyway, so, but Tom Clark comedy, and then you, you did a special, is it an hour?
0: It is an hour special. I shot it in North Hollywood at El Portal Theater. Nice. Um, In the smaller theater. It's like a hundred seat theater, so it's very intimate. Yep. And uh, yeah, it turned out great. I'm very happy with it. And it took a long time to get it going. But I mean, I I shot it in May. It's out in December. But just sort of all the rigmarole of.
1: Yeah, you got to edit it. Yeah. But it's called Outraged Outraged. with a D, Outraged. And it'll be on Amazon. It's on. It'll be when on, this yeah. Have,
0: Amazon and iTunes, yeah. Because it
1: it came out December 8th, right? Right. And we just couldn't, I just couldn't get you in fast <laughs> enough to to organize the, but I'll tweet. I'll tweet on December 8th. Thank you. It'll be lovely. And there's a cartoon that people can watch. You you got a bit animated?
0: Yeah, I have this bit about pitching a movie called uh, 40% Chance of Danger, which is about a weatherman <laughs> who's mistaken for a famous international spy. And, oh. Uh, it's you, like my movie pitch to in a studio and... And uh, it's a lot and of fun. It's been
1: animated, and yeah. is is there? Uh, will you do an album? Yeah, I think at
0: some point. Isn't that I've, I've seen you people totally release it like a month or two after? I think. What was know. that? Is there That's timing? I, I've heard. I've seen like I was Ali Wong. I saw like release. She her knows CD things. And, yeah, she knows things. I think Jim Gaffigan did that. So okay. yeah, I think I'll. Release the audio portion after I started.
1: I did Horcrux at the same time. Uh-huh. People were vaguely unmoved. <laughs> uh, everyone just bought the CD. <laughs> There's ten extra minutes on the DVD, right? On, on the because it's streaming as well on Comedy Film Nerds. Oh, Okay. I never did the uh, the Amazon iTunes thing, but uh, one day or never. Uh, so had you moved so on. you
0: just made the you just made your own DVD, yeah, and then just sold them at shows. Yeah, yeah.
1: I did a, It was like a six camera shoot at Acme. Okay. Uh, w- with uh, and and it was called uh, This Will Make an Excellent Horcrux mm-hmm. because I think it was the first – it was the first album I think of mine that was – that had like some real heart-wrenching, more gut – you know, my soul was in it was right, why it right. made me – was why I named it that. And Steve Mandel came up with that name and it made me laugh. It was a friend of, <laughs> friend of mine. Anyway, right. you don't know – I don't know why I mentioned it. So you
0: talk about your, your mom, right? Uh,
1: um. I or, Yeah. I yeah. think – well – I think the mom stuff is on the new one. I'm oh, um, not is, the hero. Okay. Yeah, I'm not the hero of the story. The my titles keep getting longer. Outraged, <laughs> I think, is a shrewd idea. <laughs> one word. <laughs> yeah,
0: I like what you said before. Vaguely, what did you say? Vague. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. Could have been anything. Well, we'll go back.
1: We'll go back. <laughs> back. We'll figure it out. So here's the crazy thing, Tom Clark. I've known you for probably 20 years. Right. And um, maybe a little bit less, but. Uh, you you started out in Milwaukee doing stand-up?
0: Right. I started in uh, 1994, I started. Okay. And, uh, yeah, that's, and,
1: plenty of, that's plenty of stand-up.
0: Which is really sort of the bottom point, I would say, of stand-up <laughs> after the 80s boom.
1: Right. Uh, you had to really want it.
0: Right, right. I was, uh, But in Milwaukee, it was weird because there were still three comedy clubs. There was the Comedy Cafe, Club Comedy, and... At that time, it was funny business, later became Stooges. Right. And then there was the safe house, which had an open mic twice a week. So I was sort of in this, and there was probably like six comics.
1: Wow. So, I mean, I was You were sort getting of, six sets a week. Yeah, I was if able you, to- if, if you're lucky, yeah. Yeah, I
0: was terrible, and uh, <laughs> I had <did> no <laughs> idea what is. I was doing. Yeah, sure. but I really didn't know what I was doing. And I mean, I took a class, and the class went great through Dobie Maxwell and uh, Roz Turner. And uh, But after that, I didn't know.
1: You know Dobie Maxwell's real name? No, I do not. Max O'Brien. Oh, really? Yeah, I knew him in 84. Oh. <laughs> I knew him 10 years earlier. That's so funny. <laughs> it's uh, Yeah, and when he changed his name to Dobie Maxwell, I was like, well, that's kind of a cool, fun name. Right. Because Max O'Brien was a good name, but uh, Dobie Maxwell is, and probably everyone just called him Dobie anyway, right? Right, right, yeah. And he just flipped it, like yeah. Brody Stevens. His name is Stephen Brophy. Oh, right. Oh, it is. Yeah, Stephen Brody, I think, is what his real oh, okay, name yeah. is. But Brody Stevens is what he goes
0: by. Yeah, one time he corrected me on his, on his when I announced him. I was like Brody Stevens. He's like, no, it's Stephen Brody Stevens.
1: Oh, and did I, he go Stephen Bro- Brody Stevens now? I, I don't know. I don't know. The <laughs> last time I saw him, the third sentence out of his face was, "I'm not a conspiracy theorist," which made me go, "Oh my god, he's a conspiracy theorist." <laughs> It fits. It fits. <laughs> it does. And he may not be wrong. What do I know? Right. Uh, of? Con- what do I know about ghosts and, <laughs> and, and, and hoopla? It's, uh, it's, all, it's all its own thing. Right. So um, comedy could be your dorkdom, but I was drawn to the rest of your list, okay. which had Catholicism. Which made me laugh because uh, I have a couple of devout Catholic friends, Mm -hmm. and then every other person I know who's Catholic is a lapsed Catholic. (laughs) I literally know two people who are Catholic that are still Catholic that are our age or my age. And um, so— I've probably fallen into the lapsed Catholic <laughs> There's a little lapsing? Yeah. But you did do the <laughs> missionary thing, right?
0: I did. I, I mean, um, I, I never looked at it as a missionary thing. I was just sort of like, I don't know what I'm going to do after college, so I'm going to go to Mexico.
1: Where'd you go to college?
0: I went to St. Norbert College up in Green Bay. Okay. And uh, so, so you I went graduated. to Mexico? I was, yeah, I graduated in 93. I was trying to figure out what to do, and our, our parish priest, who would come over for dinner and stuff like that, and he gave me this brochure. And I saw this thing that was like working with youth at, in Ciudad Juarez, and I had spent a semester in Mexico studying. And I was like, Oh, it might be cool. So you to had go some
1: back. Mex- some Mexican. Did you have some Spanish? <laughs> I had a little Mexican in me. Yeah. <laughs> did you have a little? <laughs> did you? Could you speak Mexican a little bit? I yeah, I
0: was pretty good with Spanish. Not, but when you get to Juarez, it's a whole different Spanish. Like it's it's oh, the these are
1: accents like, and
0: the. these are like hardcore cholos. and they're like very a uh, lot of you know street language oh, okay <laughs> if i could say anything oh, whiter uh, <laughs> right. street language so it, was,
1: it was not the castilian spanish of spain <laughs> is what i'm hearing
0: <laughs> they weren't doing a lot of and, uh there <laughs> the lisping of the s
1: How, wow so d- did your basic spanish work uh,
0: it, it was pretty good. I mean, if anything, I, I was the only American down there. So really, okay. I just accelerated, like, because everything, to, if I wanted to...
1: If you wanted a sandwich, yeah. you had to figure out how to ask for a sandwich. Exactly. So and If you wanted to talk about the Jesus, you had to figure out how to do it in <laughs> Spanish, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't big on, like... For me, it was like, I was... I mean, I was Catholic, but I just thought it was a cool thing to work with kids and gangs, and you play yeah. sports with them and stuff like that, and I thought... Oh, this will be fun. It's a, just a
1: nice, good kind of inter- community interactive right. thing. But it was too.
0: so scary. Like these kids, these were like hardcore gang members. Like they would carry knives with them. And like, remember one guy used to have a meat cleaver he kept in his in – his-
1: by or his penis? Yeah, yeah. That that a, he, yeah. That's a surprising
0: place to keep your, your cleaver. You don't question El Gato. You let, <laughs> you let El Gato do his thing.
1: Isn't that cat?
0: Yeah, the cat.
1: The cat. I know, it doesn't
0: sound as intimidating, but in Spanish, El Gato.
1: <laughs> oh, you don't want to uh, mess with El, El Gato. Gato. Uh, dude's a cat. Uh, well, I there picture, was, does he sleep like the big cats? Well, because they
0: all had nicknames. So when, right. there's, when there's one kid, he was a short kid. They called him El Pistachio. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Uh, uh, I said that in my act, and everyone would always laugh. I was like, no, no, that was that guy's day. And that guy was scary. That was kid,
1: he genuinely scary? Yeah,
0: but he's like a little, you know, five foot tall guy.
1: Napoleon yeah. complex. And you're yeah. like, he will hurt he will you. you. He will cut he you. Will, he will take his green <laughs> pistachio noise and <laughs> put it all over you. He'll crack your nut. <laughs> so, uh, and six months, you said?
0: Yeah, six months. And I actually uh, stayed down there an extra. Th- so I was initially just going to stay there through the summer. And then I was like, I kind of. Fell in love with a girl that down there. That sure, there was a fellow volunteer, so I decided to stay down there three more months. And uh, yeah, and but it was it was a great experience. But it really inspired me to like come out of my shell. And like I used to I used to play guitar. I mean, I still play guitar. So I play guitar, and uh, I would play classic rock songs for them. And I'd play Nirvana songs because right. it was the early '90s. So I learned a bunch of Nirvana songs. And they used to love it. They used to think it was the funniest thing. Like, oh, sing Territorial Pissings by Nirvana. <laughs> they they thought it was so funny to hear me scream and yell.
1: Right, right. Because there was a lot of mariachi probably happening. Right. In other local uh, – the local music scene, I very brought, different.
0: I brought grunge to Juarez. That's what <laughs> <Yeah>. I
1: uh,
0: – <laughs> A grunge group comes out of Juarez. That's due to me.
1: So essentially – you go down there and they put you up with a family, or
0: no? It's like we stay in this big house, so it's like female volunteers in one side quarters, and, and then we're in another quarter, and it's like basically like an army bunk bed situation. Okay, it's so. a
1: so dormy, yeah, like barracksy and dormy, Dormatory-ish. Yeah. And then how many? Uh, how many volunteers were there
0: Maybe initially? A dozen?
1: I mean, there was about probably like. 20 and then
0: it grew to about 30 during the summer because uh
1: oh right because people got out of school and they were willing
0: to come for the summer right so the summer was a little bit more but yeah then it would kind of go down to like 16 to 20 and what was the work like was it work schedule it was it was like a cult it was like we'd get up at (laughs) 6 a.m we'd we'd have our church service uh then at uh you know then 7 a.m we'd have like talk about about serving people and stuff like that. Right, and giving
1: I, back to the whatever, community right. or whatever.
0: Yeah, and then like 9 a.m. we'd go to the – this. they called it an oratory, which is like a Where was center. breakfast?
1: Was breakfast in there? Sorry breakfast
0: is we... sort of grabbing as you go and then oh, really? talk about Jesus some more. Okay. Um, but then we'd go f- to the uh, oratory from like 9 till 1 o'clock and just we'd either – well, the first day I got there, I <laughs> – I found a, a, a toddler just wandering around. Loose toddler? Loose. A loose toddler. In Juarez. And I didn't know what to do. And I like, so, and like, I'm no good with. Can kids. I keep it? Right. Do I keep <laughs> it? Is this, is this normal? Do they just let them loose like cats? Um, Probably so, not. No. Yeah. So I like, so I'm like, so the kid's like waving me, like, follow me. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, so you know where you're going. This is like a, you know, two year old kid. I think he knows where he's going. So we walked down this. <laughs> Road. You
1: are new with children. Yes.
0: And it was you know, and, and like there it's like all dirt roads, it's corrugated tin shacks. It's okay. like really so that I'm just letting this kid sort of lead me through the streets and people are like peeking out their window and they just see this large white guy <laughs> following this, this tiny brown baby. kid. Yeah. And then I realize, oh he doesn't know where he's going. He's just a toddler. I've got to take him back <laughs> to, to where the original I found story. him. <laughs> I found him, and I got to. So I had to. Uh, so I pick him up, which is. Uh, Did he scream? Uh, he screamed, mm-hmm. and now I'm walking through the streets of Juarez <laughs> with a child screaming and the only white person in the area.
1: Right. The giant
0: white guy. And this is like in the age of uh, Bill Clinton when Bill Clinton was shutting down the wall when he says, you know, we're going to start shutting down the border. Mm -hmm. So they hated Americans. Right. So they were like... So I'm just like, no. I,
1: yeah, I, I'm not stealing you, your I'm baby. I'm not stealing this baby. I'm, I'm trying to return <laughs> this baby. <laughs>
0: this is a you baby.
1: Know, standard. I don't know what the... Yeah.
0: That's where you want to know the language.
1: Yeah. Um, how How did it all play out? That I, one?
0: I just took him back up there and then his mom was... Looking there, for him, looking for him. And I said, "Yeah, he thought he knew where he was going. It's his fault." I threw <laughs> the blame on the baby.
1: Threw the baby under yeah. the bus. Well, what the heck? <laughs> He's
0: cute. I'm new. <laughs> I'm new. I'm new to Juarez.
1: I'm brand new. So, <laughs> um, so, but what was the what was the task of thirty?
0: Uh, that's yeah. Were they
1: all Americans?
0: <laughs> they didn't really. Uh, no, no, no. It was all Mexican. uh people and I was like the only white guy. So they didn't really know what to do with me because I didn't like some people were trying to get their GEDs and that sort of thing. Some people were learning different skills. So I ended up opening up a gym, which was like, so it had like, we had somebody donated like a weight set. So I put this gym into the, uh, into this room like this. And it was just like a cement room with cement floors. And then, and then I added like uh boxing stuff and I'm teaching him boxing, even though I never had a fight in my life. <laughs> Um, Had you ever taken any boxing? I've never taken any boxing. I just, You're like this is how people hit each other, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, they would show me more than anything. They're like, <laughs> yeah, like I never knew you shouldn't keep your thumb inside your fist. No, no, no.
1: You'd I read about that them. in one of them. Their uh, one of them adventure movies. You yeah, break your thumb that break way.
0: Break your thumb. You got to keep it on the outside. It's supposed to turn your fist. I think when you
1: oh, punch. Oh, yeah. as you as you go in. Yeah, I, I don't know. The, it probably helps acceleration. Uh, sure, maybe. sure. Yeah,
0: and then uh, we uh, yeah, I just would teach them. They'd come in and they'd get their frustration out and i had so i was like basically like a i was like a vic tanny
1: (laughs) if i can use the word vic tanny if anyone knows Uh, that reference that is a reference (laughs) holy smokes wow ernie von schladehorn comes to mind as well (laughs) uh vic tanny i think my stepmother was a member of vic tanny's gym who was vic tanny
0: Uh, he sounds like a guy who'd work out on venice beach and it's like i can open a gym
1: or Cudahy. or Cudahy, Cudahy <laughs> Wisconsin. Vic I think is yeah. Vic Tanny. What was it?
0: Remember Dick Bacon? Uh, the, he's the nudist in Milwaukee.
1: Oh, the who, one nudist. Yeah, the one nudist. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: that's I know only in Milwaukee. That's yet. why
1: we know the one guy,
0: right? Dick Bacon. And Dick he, Bacon. he would suntan nude. Okay,
1: so, yeah, and then so. people would go, "That's that's a Dick Bacon kind of thing." Right? <laughs> when, when how did everybody find out about him? This might have been after because remember I left Milwaukee in eighty. Uh, i graduated from high school in 83 right so by 84 i was in madison Mm -hmm. and in 88 i left madison and i think i lived in milwaukee for the winter of 89 there was there was just beginning to do an open mic at the safe house right and um and then i moved to minneapolis in 90 so yeah you
0: were like a very like i never you were just sort of like a legend of like
1: a rumor. Uh, a I think rumor, there's yeah. somebody from Milwaukee who does stand up. Oh, I think it's yeah. a woman. What's her name? Yeah, Jackie Cation. And where's she from? Yeah. Right. Probably. Yeah. Like-
0: because, yeah, because there weren't really any female stand-up comedians in Milwaukee. And,
1: right, right. Um, there probably could have been, uh, but, uh, you know. They, they
0: were shut down quickly. Shut
1: down. It was yeah. like, no, no, no. Why don't you go get me a sandwich? Right. And You go to Madison
0: if you want to do that. It's.
1: Uh, I went to – I was the only woman in Madison in 84. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, I think that there were – I know that there were more women who did, like, comedy sports and improv and right. stuff. I'm sure it was just a little more supportive and
0: whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. We. I mean, there was a couple. But um, but yeah, like Kathleen Dunbar from Vegas, she came out. But um, but yeah, so I just I knew of you. I didn't know
1: right, right. I think we met in the nineties, yeah, I, I, late nineties, even
0: maybe, yeah. And or, I
1: don't think we met there. I think we met here. Yeah, I did Stooges a couple of times. Oh, you did. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. With Joey. Yeah, yeah. I ran into Joey. She's uh, she's working at Hertz at the airport
0: in L.A. Uh, oh, no, in
1: Milwaukee. Okay. And uh, uh, and I was like, what happened? I didn't say what happened because that would have been a really rude way to put right, it. But right. she told – she said, this is my retirement job, which means I can't retire, <laughs> uh, which is what that means. But she was super nice and, oh, yeah. and you know.
0: She was so supportive. I mean, you know, she, she really kept that room going even though, like, you know, she'd have Louis Black there or, you know, like – She'd uh, have some big names that nobody
1: cared. Right. And yeah. that was
0: the problem. It's like – I love what you're doing, but it's like you can't like I mean I would work with Louis Black every time he was in town. we'd get thirty people to come out and right. Louis, and it was you know so it's like that was like ninety seven so it was just funny to watch somebody with who's now selling out theaters and see him in a room of thirty people and just getting pissed at the audience, like not even like in character, just... Right, right. Just like, Genuinely irritated. sucks. I'm staying at the XL Inn by the airport. <laughs> it's, so it's like, yeah. you see that struggle of like, oh my god. It We're just all in this together. Time.
1: It takes yeah. a very long time. Yeah. But I will say, one of the things, because she was so nice, it was sort of like a, a free bar for, for comics. Right. I would go in nights when I wasn't working and she's like, you want a beer? And she would just give drinks to people. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is going to end poorly for you, because <laughs> uh, comics will drink you broke. Right, right. <laughs> and, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and they pretty much did. But uh, but she gave it a shot. She ran it up the flagpole. It was attached to a Chinese restaurant over That's there right. on Howell, uh, yeah. over by the airport in Milwaukee. And it was... Uh, yeah, it, it was
0: where... Uh, I mean, you know, because I started in the mid-90s with like Frank Frank Caliendo was there. Oh, yeah? And uh, I, when I ran the safe house, I remember one night Frank Caliendo went up and... Uh, Dan Harmon and Rob Schraub went up as a comedy duo. Wow. And then, you know, the other local guys. You know, Dan
1: Harmon went to my grade school. Oh, really? And I never, uh, we both did some weird NPR thing in Portland, Oregon. And um, he got off stage and he had been interviewed for this thing. And I was like, where in Milwaukee are you from? Mm -hmm. He said, well, I moved around a lot. And I was like. Did you see you lived in South Milwaukee? And he right. goes, yeah. And he went to Ross grade school, which I also went to for a couple of years. Oh, right. uh, Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "How old are you?" And because right. he's younger than I am. Yeah, yeah. He's like forty three or something like that.
0: Forty two. Uh, I think he's forty eight. Oh no, 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 he's younger than me. So is he? Forty six. So.
1: He is the shittiest looking forty three I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Like, I mean, I'm fifty two.
0: <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah, Dan's uh, and, uh, Dan's seen something. Well, uh, the first time I met Dan, you know, so like
1: mostly the inside of a glass of scotch is yeah. what he mostly sees. Yeah, well, but he he's was, very prolific for oh a dude who's that hammered.
0: Well, he, yeah, because the first like one of the first groups I or one of the first improv shows I saw was the Dead Alewives, and I later joined the Dead Alewives when Dan and Rob left for L.A. And uh, I was just blown away by how funny they were. Like I'd never like doubled over laughing watching
1: other comics. Other
0: comics yeah. and just watching what they did. But I remember Dan came down to the safe house and I and Dan taught me for a little while improv and uh just to show you like he's always been sort of who he is. Like so I was like Sort of like, oh, oh shucks, Tommy, <laughs> Clark, you know, like, wow, that was great when you came down to the safe house. Love to have you come down again. And he just sort of looked at me. He's like working in his notebook. He's like, and he just looked at me. He's like, no.
1: And that was it. And then he just
0: went back to write it. I was like, well, that's the end of the conversation, I guess. no well, he's uh, done. He's done. Uh, he's done, <laughs> done working at the safe house.
1: Right. <laughs> I, was, I hadn't been to the safe house since, um, I think, it was the '89 when there was an open mic there, right? And there's all those little tiny rooms, right? The Safe House, if people don't know, is in downtown it's, Milwaukee.
0: It's like a 007 spy motif uh, restaurant and, and speakeasy. Or bar, speakeasy, speakeasy, and they they haven't really updated it. So it's like if you go to the women's room, there's a a naked picture of Burt Reynolds, and if you like touch where his wiener is. Uh, an alarm goes off, and right, I right. want all your friends know. And there's like fake doors that don't go anywhere.
1: Right. There's, there's a, a the Cold War room. I just I took Andy to it. Right. Uh, right. With last time he was there, and he was like, "Why have you been hiding this place <laughs> from me?" Because it's. Right. And you also need a. There's like a woman dressed in like 1950s, 60s. Right. Uh, dress and. Probably bought it new right, right. at the the Coles, right there in Milwaukee, and uh,
0: <laughs> one of the bartenders there his his daughter ended up being the Slenderman uh, killer. Uh, the the two little girls who
1: were in the video for Slenderman. No, no. I remember the
0: there was two girls in Wisconsin who took their friend out into the woods and they said they were going to kill her for Slenderman, or and they oh, almost did. It was and, like
1: a copycat Man thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, and, and it was a big and then and, so and one
1: of the bartender's kids. Yeah, was, was one of kids. those.
0: And he was sort of gothy, sort of like you know, right. Black fingernail polish. That whole thing. how'd that so, end? Uh I think they're still on trial. I think they're trying to figure out if they're trying them as adults. Right. That's a whole nother. Yeah. So podcast. three
1: kids. Yeah. Go out into the woods and two of them say to the third one, I'm going to kill you like Slenderman. Right. They're in like a slumber to,
0: party, you know, and then, yeah. you know, and then they take this one friend and she managed to survive despite being stabbed a bunch.
1: So they, they actually stabbed her.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, <sighs> uh, and wow.
0: Wisconsin has some of the most. Uh, it's cold
1: for a long time. Right. And, uh, a <laughs> lot, a lot of months. A lot of, of ideas. A lot of dark, a lot of dark days <laughs> and, uh, creating some dark thoughts. I know.
0: I know that's how they. How can you like wake up in L.A. and want to murder?
1: Yeah, yeah well, I, I don't want to. I don't want to do anything. Maybe right. I'll go get a, f- a frozen yogurt. It's <laughs> so that's that's my next plan. Sure,
0: you don't want to reenact the Slenderman killing? I don't. No? I
1: don't. It turns out maybe I'll walk here, here over here to look, look at a cactus, <laughs> and uh, that someone planted, and so that their yard was better for the drought. I don't know. It's uh, but the safe house. What I liked about the safe house is that it has that whole thing where you have to say. Uh, uh, there's a code phrase. Right. And otherwise, uh, can you have we to
0: say it on the air. I don't know. Uh,
1: why not? Uh, I'm looking for <laughs> I'm a lo- safe.
0: I'm looking for a safe house. I'm yeah. looking for a safe house. If you don't know it, then you got to do like a series, like you got like a hula chicken dance or hula. Yeah. Yeah, and then I, people can watch you in the bar. And they see you on the video screen doing this ridiculous thing, so that when you walk in, they're like, ah.
1: We went on like a uh, a Sunday afternoon, but not a football Sunday afternoon, so it was empty. And um, and my nephews, who were like 16 and 18 at the time... um, they said, what, what am I supposed to say? And so I whispered it. And then they went over to the lady, and one of my nephews said it too loud, and she blew a giant horn in his ear. She's like, <laughs> your subtlety sucks in a very Wisconsin kind of – Right, right. Because <laughs> that's – one of the things I love about Wisconsin is that everyone's polite until you aren't polite. Right, And then right. they're uh, right. impolite right back at you. <laughs> and uh, so – but they also have the other thing because uh, – so they had an open mic in one of the smaller rooms. right. And then they did you book a booked
0: room I, I ran that room, and i no, I mean it wasn't booked what was, room was it i mean it was just one of the back rooms there's uh it has it's sort of ha- the the back area has no like theme? A fake yeah, it has like this fake facade i think it may be it's sort of like it was like a double o seven theme oh in right, that right area. So, yeah, I ran it for a couple of years, and you know i, I there were no comics I would- like, I was desperate to have comedians go up, so I mean, I was doing forty five minutes in the back room <laughs> right just trying to six people <laughs> kill until comics time. showed up, you yeah, know? so um so I mean, I was sort of lucky for me because I really learned a lot you know from from just having to fill the time and having. Right, and not as much competition. And so. how
1: nice were were those audience members yeah. to just sit through your learning experience? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I guess we're, we Good can't for, leave.
1: We were in together. Right, we're in this
0: together. I, I walked guess. through the wrong door. I don't know what happened.
1: Exactly. Did they still have up close magic?
0: Oh and yeah, you, they still had it at the bar. They had the. Then oh. he kind of hated the comedy because he felt like it was infringing. On
1: it his. was infringing. But I used to I used to get so drunk and then just stand next to him and make him loop make the coin go away for like (laughs) minutes he was like i'm gonna need another dollar right and uh, (laughs) and then there was the chair that came out of the floor
0: right for your like birthday or whatever right
1: right. it was like i always thought it was like a um because i was just there last summer i thought it was like a barber chair right i don't know what it was but you could lie in it and they would pour shots into your face and uh and i
0: yeah, I play like Hail to the Chief. And then they yep. would show like a video of like naked girls or naked or something guys. else.
1: Super. Yes. Super sensitive. Yeah. And then they would pour booze into your face. And I said, are you guys still doing that? And, and the woman said, the chair comes out of here. Still, we are no longer allowed uh, to pour booze. Uh, so we give people a picture, a picture of booze.
0: Oh, that's nice.
1: And I was like, oh, so you got to work it yourself. You have to drink an entire pitcher of booze. And she's like, you try to chug the whole thing. And I was like, well, good to know th- some things have never changed in right, Milwaukee. Right. Oh, my and, God.
0: Do you, <laughs> did you, did you, do you drink still? Or you no, no. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm good now. Oh, I'm, okay. I, I wasn't I, the second arrest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to wrap it up. <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's the universe telling you to really. That's the light. Yeah, it's uh,
0: <laughs> the second. That's very Wisconsin to get a second.
1: Checking DUI, yeah. sure. What the heck? What's the difference
0: between there's DUI, there's DWI, there's OWI? Is it all the same?
1: I think so. What does the O stand for?
0: O- operating. Oh while yeah, yeah. Intoxicated. Yeah, I
1: think that they just because state to state. Okay. Because you know how like there's no national ID card. Mm-hmm. It's coming, but uh, there's uh, so there's nothing standardized within between states. Oh okay. So one of the things they've been. Uh, They've been thinking that if there's a national ID card, then all your DUIs are connected. Wow! Because I have friends, comics, who have like four or five DUIs, Jeez. but all in different states. Oh! So they show up as first DUIs, right? And
0: hey, have you ever run into a comic who's showing up in Canada and suddenly asked to turn back because yeah, can't go? DUI. <laughs> yeah,
1: DUI. They won't let yeah. you in.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's weird right yeah that's but, always in the email if you have a dui
1: yeah <laughs> and when was it right right because uh i always tell them and my last DUI was almost 20 years ago oh, so okay. uh
0: were they both in milwaukee and- no no
1: one was in minneapolis okay and one was uh here in los angeles oh wow yeah going over laurel canyon Ooh. and uh
0: oh that's an awkward pullover too right oh
1: that the guy waited <laughs> he waited until I was literally a half a mile from my apartment. Oh, my God. I was on Ventura in Vineland. Ugh. And my friend, I was driving my Mazda 323 hatchback, which was a stick. Uh-huh. And uh, the cop was, said to my friend, who was just as drunk as I was, said, Can you uh, do you want to take her car? And uh, Amy goes, I don't know how to drive a stick. <laughs> uh, because as soon as she sat behind the wheel, she would have gotten a DUI. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, so oh, wow. and luckily I am a white lady, so that cop moved my car into a strip mall. Oh wow. So I didn't get a toad. And she walked I found out that Amy uh, ended up walking to her car, which was at my apartment, mm-hmm. and driving home.
0: Oh, geez. and uh, <laughs> Taught her nothing. Taught her nothing. Yeah. We've
1: learned nothing in 1997. <laughs> and uh, and so she, um, but get this, on the way to her car, uh, some guys followed her and she almost got uh, picked up. Oh my God. She was like, just act normal, just act normal, just act normal. And they're like, hey, you're pretty, why don't you come? And she's like... It's two o'clock in the morning. I gotta get to my car, I gotta oh get to my, my car. God. So luckily, uh unharmed. Oh, so any number of crimes could have been committed that evening. Uh I didn't hit anything. Uh
0: <laughs> and that must have been your first like your first couple of years in LA. It was that. my
1: first year. It was one oh year, almost a God. one year anniversary.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you think about all the awful stuff. Like the first year I went on the road, like the first I did the Mall of America in Minneapolis. Sure. And my knuckleheads, car, knuckleheads, and my car got broken into, and it was like oh. my first gig. And luckily, I had taken most of the stuff out of my car, but they went in the trunk and they took like this guitar, which is like a secondhand guitar, but I liked it. And, yeah, like they took, they like, broke the a, window, a tripod. Well, yeah, they they used a screwdriver and ripped and, open the locks. And, right. Like, uh, and it was a new car. It was like so oh, was all, everything like to tell you like, don't you sure you want to do this? <laughs> <laughs> like, this
1: is your. <laughs> This is your life choice. Right, Tom right. Clark? Yeah. I, yes.
0: I remember I stayed with Uncle Larry, Larry Reeb in the oh. condo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not not the most consoling person. Like I love Larry, but I was like, oh man, somebody broke into my car and I took my guitar. He's like, "Oh man, I guess we won't be able to jam." Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> hilarious can i have a hug it's, larry
1: uh, Larry, how about i once had um uh, my car here uh was broken into and they were the triple a guy said they were moments away from mm. starting my car because what they did is they ripped up the the steering column oh yeah yeah and he said all they needed was a screwdriver and they could have just started it i don't understand why they didn't take it <laughs> and uh and they had uh, broken the window oh. and um who locks an 89 Mazda? Nobody. Right, Nobody right. locks an 89 Mazda. Check the door. Right. And um so and I was parked in between a Lexus and a BMW <laughs> and literally a Lexus and a BMW. <laughs> and I was like, really this is the right, th- Mazda right. hatchback? That's the one. It's, uh, it's, it's a 323?
0: Late 80s early 90s cars like I know with like Hondas like oh, Civics they strip and, and them, accords. I think, right? Yeah, but they're really easy to steal too. Okay. Like, I don't yeah. know. They don't tell you about that feature when you're buying. No. It. Yeah.
1: Welcome. Yes. <laughs> if you ever have trouble.
0: Uh, man. Yeah. That would that would yeah. That almost made me not do comedy.
1: Well, that I mean, and that's crazy because um do you use your now I wanna I wanna get back into talking oh, yeah. about uh, cause we will weed off into stand up comedy. Rangers, sure. you know this. You know I have another podcast. All I talk about is stand up comedy. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to hear about other things. Like, how's your Spanish now? Uh
0: it's still pretty good. Funny, actually the other day I was getting out at uh, we were at a restaurant, my wife and I, and so there was some woman's like, you know, you know, hablas español? I was like, sí, yo hablo español and I was like yeah. very excited and she's like, Where's the Kearney said a year and I was like
1: I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I know the question you're asking right, I right. Da- actually don't have the information <laughs>
0: right so uh that was exciting but, but
1: yeah but yeah
0: otherwise I mean I did when I was in Milwaukee I, I ran a uh a mentoring program for kids on the south side of Milwaukee so like kids at uh, St. Josephs and St. Yeah. Anthony so I was very predominantly Hispanic so I had to do a lot of
1: Oh, there was more. it oh, was more Spanish. Yeah, right there in in Milwaukee. Right there I, in the south side. You know, uh, in South Milwaukee, when they put a Taco Bell in, my dad used to call it the uh, the the Spanish side of town <laughs> uh, because my father is a jackass, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that deserves a snort. Right, right. And uh, but the um, but there is an actual part of like I think in the nineties there was a a pretty good influx of of, uh, of Central American and, and Mexican immigrants right, right who came in, and so you can get decent. And, and my dad would always. He was like, "Let's oh, go yeah. get good Mexican food," and then we would go. The and, south side of Milwaukee. I was going to ask
0: about your dad because has it gone to his head? Because I heard her, Maria mention his name on Conan. Yes. And, uh,
1: yes, it has gone to his head. Yeah. He, he. I, I ripped. I burned a DVD of the YouTube thing. Right, right. He, my brother Russ was like, "Why? Why did you give it to me?" <laughs> he keeps telling me the story over and over again, right, and right. I, and, uh, and I said, "Well." live with it right. and so he doesn't he's 80 <laughs> they almost
0: glossed over it They Conan almost because uh, she is saying that he talked to your dad and, oh and then
1: he, oh was it. it on Conan as well
0: yeah it was on Conan yeah. oh
1: because uh, it started where she did um, she was asked to do uh, one of those speeches at the graduation oh, okay. ceremony right and so they offered her money Nothing. yeah they, were, they offered her no she asked for money they offered her none Uh, She asked for twenty grand. (laughs) Right, right. And then they were silent for two weeks. It was like strong game, strong silent game. (laughs) And then they offered her ten grand, and she took it. And they didn't tell her it was two shows, not two shows, but two two (laughs) Two speeches. (laughs) Two
0: shows.
1: (laughs) It was two shows, and so and she had already planned to give away as the honorarium to different audience members, Uh, uh, different graduates. (laughs) They're not audiences.
0: He'll never do it at South Milwaukee <laughs> right. High. Right? Yeah.
1: Why uh, oh, they had me? At, we didn't we oh, do did that it? South Milwaukee High?
0: Yeah, show? yeah, yeah. That was fun. But, but did you do the graduation too?
1: No, no. They had me do an assembly mm. in the afternoon. Oh boy! Because we we went back to my high school, the South Milwaukee Rockets. Go Rockets! <laughs> uh, and uh, and we did a show at the they attached, the Pierce, which at the, was beautiful. That. Right. they. When performing I was a kid, center. it was the same thing that was the lunchroom. And now there's a performing arts center yeah. theater that's attached.
0: It's impressive.
1: And a woman I went to high school with is the curator. So she booked me and she was like, do you know Wisconsin comics? And I was like, yeah, there's plenty of them. Right. None of them work. Milwaukee. It's very sad. <laughs> and mostly because we don't want to make $11 doing standup comedy. <laughs> and uh, I heard the club close, though, in Milwaukee.
0: Yeah, they're trying. I think they tried to open it on a trial basis at another location because so they were still, in Old Town, right? They were on Old World Third, Street. Old World
1: Third Street. Yeah. yeah.
0: So now they're they're trying to move. I don't know if it, it back to
1: Brady or. I don't know where. I think it
0: was in the in the third ward. Okay, uh, the third ward's really developed now. So I think it's all to,
1: gentrified and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. it
0: looks like Seattle. It's really Milwaukee blows me away. How like it's cooler? If I feel like it's cooler than here, I'm like. It's like, we should be taking some of their ideas. It's certainly cheap. Yeah. Cheaper. Oh God. And
1: uh, (laughs) so I went to, went to lunch with my dad and, uh, yeah, he's always like, uh, the refills aren't free. (laughs) Uh, so you, you don't want to get, you, you can get the coffee, the coffee refills aren't free at some, at something we Mm -hmm. went to. And I was, it was, it it wasn't in Milwaukee. Like he, he likes to go to a place that gives you a free piece of pie with dinner. Right. Right. And, uh, (laughs)
0: Like those Greek restaurants that do like, yeah, yeah you get like it's seven free coffee. And,
1: yes, yeah. for like $11 right, or right. Save, $7. <laughs> and you're like, I don't want to eat all of this, right, right. first of all. Yeah.
0: I know it's unbelievable the servings in Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. My wife went with me, and we went to a fish fry, of course. Sure. And then as she's like, "How's the fish? Is it like, is it like li- lightly breaded?" And they're like, "Oh, it's like a tempura sort of thing." And then she gets it. It's just.
1: It's just hard. breading. Yeah,
0: it's just huge. It's mostly breading. Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, "I'm not."
1: Did they this. right? And did they even make it right? right. Sometimes, like, and there's so many places that have fish fry in Milwaukee that you're like, "Well." Did you make it or did you not? And and if they did make it, it's amazing, right? Right. I mean, there's amazing right. brat places. There's like I took last time I took Andy there. I we went to five different frozen custard stands. <laughs> I was like, we got to do the taste test, and he's like, I will go eat frozen custard at right. any time. Right. <laughs> so it was summer. We also went to Lake Geneva. I took him because the D and D. The guy who invented D&D is from, like, Geneva. Oh, really? And there's a plaque that. to him. And we visited his house, and Andy was like, this could be a museum. And I was like, thank you, Indiana Jones.
0: <laughs> currently, it's someone's house. It's yeah.
1: Currently, it's, that's all it is. It's just a house. Yeah. And, uh, and I also took him to Madison, and I took him on the Norman Rockwell, you know, I went to college here Oh, walk. yeah, yeah. And that was nice. Right. And um, so I tried to show, show him some parts of Wisconsin that are that aren't uh racist or horrible. And I uh, <laughs> could have taken him to Port Washington for the fish days. Right. What are your favorite uh do you have favorite towns in Milwaukee and in, in uh, Wisconsin?
0: Um I mean, you know, I love Milwaukee obviously. Madison is great. Um
1: How was Green Bay? Did you you went to college up there, right?
0: I said? went. Well, it was in De Pere. so De Pere is just outside of Green Bay. It's a smaller town. I liked it. I mean, you know, I didn't it wasn't really uh Did you get football tickets ever or No, I never did. I mean, I went to a couple games, but I was just on my own. I probably should have taken advantage of that more. Uh, I remember, like, being on the – I played football at St. Norbert, so I remember, like, you could – a lot of the guys partied with, like, Brett Favre. Like wow! When he first came to town. Like they when get,
1: he was still partying. Oh, God. Yeah. He, was, he would, yeah,
0: it was insane. But I, I wish I would have done more of that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think what, what other town. I mean, I, I, it's weird because I booked a few gigs like with Mary Mack. Sure. Uh, and she booked me like at this bowling alley and like Merrill.
1: Mary uh, Mack is the queen, king, and, and all emperor <laughs> of finding some tiny theater in some tiny town and having the... the the,
0: the meat raffle show. The
1: meat raffle show, or some show that she's talked like the the council into paying for. Right, They're right. They're like, oh, we're going to have theater. It's <laughs> going to be theater in Mozeni. And
0: uh, <laughs> oh, you pulled it off in South Milwaukee with the uh, right with the PAC. Setting,
1: yeah, right. yeah. That uh, and Mary was on that show. And Mary was it was me, you, and Mary. Right, right, right. And then the juggler from Madison.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I just like, I mean, well, it was funny. Like, I, I drove through Wisconsin, like, during the uh, election, right before the election, I had a gig in Medford. Right. Which is right in the middle of the state. And uh, yeah, I remember, like, driving through, and I'm like, that's a lot of Trump signs here. And yeah. It, it was like, and it was like, there was somebody by. That's because
1: that's cause everywhere else you went, there were none. <laughs> so if you saw a dozen, you were mm. like, oh my God, where am I?
0: Right, right. Yeah. But I remember somebody had a sign, and Adam Burke, I was working with Adam Burke, I took him with me, and he he saw a sign, and I, I saw it said like Hillary, I'd approve of abortion if it was for Hillary or something like right, that. Right. Something, something
1: super charming, right? It's yeah. like,
0: and it was like printed, it was like screen printed, like it was like oh, <laughs> and like someone they, had taken the time. They took it to Kinko's, right?
1: It's like my <laughs> hate is so great. This is worth thirty five dollars, and
0: uh, right, this is gonna catch on.
1: Yeah, my what well, my dad said about the election, he said. I said, so what's going to happen? Because I, I try not to bring up politics with my dad because he, he tries to figure out what your opinion is and then take the opposite opinion because he's a button pusher.
0: It's a Bill Burr approach. Yes, it, right?
1: to absolutely everything. Right, right. And uh, so I tried to do like sort of a uh, go around him uh-huh. to try to figure out. And he um, he just goes, well, she's not hot, but she's overqualified. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Right. And then I thought, I'll take it. Right. And uh <laughs> So. That's been
0: the fall of the Democrats. Like it was Al Gore's thing. It was with George W. It was like he seems too smart. I don't like how smart he acts.
1: Yeah, yeah. They've we've canonized stupidity, right, and right. Uh, so it's hard to uh, it's it's hard to fight people who are psyched to be ignorant. Right. It's hard to fight it because yeah. uh, they're just like no, you th- full sentence. You think you're so, ye- and whatever, man. Right me grab your dick (laughs) and i was like i don't have a. that's how dumb you are i don't even have a dick (laughs) so it uh yeah whenever i like whenever i play uh the rural areas and i do i like to open up because i have a 10 minute chunk in the beginning that that's all political oh wow and i'm like i don't want to be political but i'm alive and i don't know how and i was like i said the other night, i said traditionally i'm not a political comic i was doing the ice house and then i stopped and i go you people don't know me. You're gonna think I am a political comic because right. that's all I'm about to do. God Dang it! <laughs> I want to talk about dogs and right. sex anyway. Uh, Did
0: um, do you mention Trump? I mean, not by
1: name, okay. but uh, but I talk about the world being on fire. And I, I think I we like, know who the uh, the arsonist is.
0: Right. <laughs> I feel like just mentioning Trump's name is like it can uh, shut down a it, room yeah it, it really you can really just feel everyone
1: well you know Regan uh, is doing this bit about um, he said I've never been he's like so th- I was thinking about the politics the other day and even his audience 3,500 people who right. brought their children are sitting in a theater and they just there's a small amount of uneasy silence right, right. and then he goes I've never been so terrified to bring up a topic in my life <laughs> And he just stares at him for a second, and then he goes, and not even on stage, just in life, and uh, and then he does a couple of jokes, but right. um, but he doesn't mention. I mean, I think it's easier to to do political stuff if you don't mention actual candidates. Right. It's only kind of button pushery comics who like to who want to. You know, they're like, I'm right. going to talk about Trump. I'm going to talk about Hillary. Uh, I'm going to talk about Bernie. I'm going to talk. I mean, and by name, why don't you just? Right, and because uh, I've always been better at socio-political comedy. Just sort of the we were talking about this before is um, just t- tell the story and try to be sane mm-hmm. and take what political answers from that from right. and, and, and for the love of God, let there be a punchline. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: I mean, I, I don't think I've seen. I mean, other than I remember John Caparulo had his moment at the comedy magic club where he talked about trump and the, the, no, no threw a drink you didn't see that video no it was on like tmz well he posted it <laughs>
1: <That probably didn't, laughs> well, i'm it. glad he was filming yeah yeah uh, what's uh, say, his name
0: john caparulo
1: caparulo
0: c-a-p-a-r-u-l-o he was uh he's on chelsea a lot he's sort of a rural sort uh, of sort oh, of like okay. larry the cable guy but
1: but lefty or yeah, with sleeves.
0: Yes, with <laughs> sleeves. Wears a baseball cap on stage, and he. Anyways, he brought up Trump, and then this lady had kind of been drunk the whole night, and then sure. just sort of said something, and then he said something to her, and then said "f you," and then she threw his her drink at him, and like hit him, like hit him, like you could hear like the sound of the drink. Oh wow! Him, yeah, and uh, and of course the comedy magic club was pissed that he brought up the comedy magic club or right. they, they put up the video cause then ended up on TMZ and they sort of pride themselves on it being clean and
1: right. Super clean. Not. And yeah, and it was not. And, but, but that's the only video
0: I've seen of like, of where somebody's I thought I'd see
1: more comics. I did the comedy works in Denver mm-hmm. for the first time ever. It took me 20 years to get into that club. By the way, I seem to be on a year and a half rotation. Oh, Somebody should f- book me anyway. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, the, the election was Tuesday wednesday i was in denver oh boy and i was like and everyone was just stunned right wandering the streets and um and i didn't mention it all week i just did my act Mm -hmm. i did my act i did my act i didn't mention politics and on the sunday was the first show a woman came up to me afterwards and she was like you didn't mention the situation at all and i said I thought everyone deserved an hour and a half of peace. Right, right. <laughs> Let there just be comedy for a second. Yeah. And a couple of the guys who opened for me on Saturday mentioned it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say anything because, you know, it's their time. Sure. You know? I mean, I, what do you, I don't, co- uh, headliners? Shh. I never, yeah. It's none of my business what right. you do. I'm supposed to follow you, that's my job, yeah, so if you blow up the room, I yeah. guess I just have to reinvent the wheel <laughs> and do whatever and they didn't they did not blow up the room, they just right. mentioned it and made it slightly uncomfortable, and it wasn't that funny because right. every it was brand new so mm-hmm. and,
0: yeah it's uh it's tough I've always like I worked with Kathleen Madigan the week after uh nine eleven and oh really? she was amazing, like just the way she could come up with. She
1: had great stuff.
0: Ten minutes of, like, stuff about Bush and 911 We're going to blow them out of their holes and all that stuff. Right, like, right. I mean, that's, like, that's just... I saw Kathy
1: Griffin the uh, week after nine eleven, and she <laughs> was just like, kill all Arabs. Oh, jeez. It was the weirdest. I was like, what's happening, Kathy? Right, right. That can't possibly be the answer. <laughs> and... Uh, but that's. A, I mean, seems that, to
0: be our solution for a lot of things. Is well, to kill I th- things.
1: I, yeah. Well, yeah. I think Kathy Griffin. I mean, the the greatest thing about her is that all of her emotions are real. Yeah. Every moment of her life, based on is, that video
0: she posted uh, with Trump, the Trump head. No, no, the recent one where she's like, "I can't get work. I have to. I don't want to go back to clubs and do ten minute sets." Oh, we <laughs> haven't seen
1: not? that one. No, no, I haven't seen. You're uh, watching a lot more videos. That yeah, could have been your dark dumb up man. My feed. Yeah, you, you got a, you get a feed that's uh, that's that's sending you some vids.
0: Yeah, yeah. I All mean, right. a lot of people because she looked, it looked just crazy. She just looked crazy. She looked me. out of her mind. Yeah, and,
1: that's weird because she was just she just did a tour of Europe, right? And um, and I think oh she probably just wants to stay home and work. Right. And
0: <laughs> well, she's saying that yeah, she like she just did a tour of Europe and she's complaining that she, that Hollywood's blacklisted her. I'm like, it's not a bad blacklisting if you're being sent on a worldwide tour.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry that you were in Paris right, for right. three days, <laughs> and uh it's yeah, I think. um but, you know, it's weird, like, the things that you, that you no longer tolerate, mm-hmm. that you th- you, where the injustice comes when you're sitting in a gravy boat. Right. You know, you're like, this is the sweetest life in the world. Why hasn't someone brought me a candy? Right. And uh, so, but uh, it, somebody said that the best example of someone never having enough is when Michael Jordan decided to play baseball. Right. Like, I'm not, I'm the best basketball player in the world. I, I wonder if I'll be the best baseball player in the world. And he was not. Right, But um, I, it's just, hey, I forgot to unplug the phone. Tom Clark.
0: You got to call her.
1: Talk about, you, talk about yourself. <laughs> it's a classic. The phone rings and I got to unplug it because I forgot to unplug it. Um, Yeah, you know, me asking about Green Bay was sort of a way to uh, – um. Get you into a Packer talk Oh, my Packers Yeah, because yeah, you were like The other thing you like Are all of the sports teams From Wisconsin Which are not very good Except for the Packers, right? Well, the
0: Brewers had a good year And they were supposed to not be that good And they uh, they were about one game out From uh, making the playoffs I don't know I'm very I very loyal to all my teams they Sure My Badger shirt The Badgers Sure Undefeated They could be number one in the country And in uh, what sport? <laughs> Sorry. Oh boy, Jackie! Uh,
1: oh, we should have started this a half an hour yes, ago.
0: In football, in, oh, in they're going to be number one in football. They're undefeated. They're, they're
1: completely undefeated. Yeah, they
0: haven't been like the uh, college.
1: Team, the yeah, yeah. The, the, my my the, alma, your mater. alma mater. For
0: goodness sake,
1: <laughs> I sold uh, t-shirts outside the games for five years. Did you? Yeah, I never went to a game. I always wanted. <laughs> I tried out for the band. It's a, it's a story I've told a thousand times. Yeah, but so they um they have a great football team. They this have a year. great
0: football team. The uh they yeah, have the Bucks have a have a rising young star, Yanis Anatecumpo or something like that. Is Excellent. Um, but, you know, I followed him like back. I was an usher at the Mecca Arena. And, oh, were you? Uh, yeah, so I used to. I worked there during the uh U- what was it? Probably the late '80s, mid to late '80s. I was there, so um,
1: and that's basketball. Basketball. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh boy. This Who was?
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so there's. I, I've been to several Brewer games. Okay. And because uh, I was in Little League, and they would always take us to the Brewer games. <laughs> and then uh, I think I went to my last Brewer game in the '90s. Oh boy. Because uh, my buddy Stefan, the only other Catholic I know, right. uh, is uh, is also a huge Packer. Brewer Buck fan, right? And he was like, "Do you want to go to the baseball game?" And I found out when I went to the base- baseball game, I don't care. I don't <laughs> care about baseball, <laughs> but a long. it's uh, but it's. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it seems like a nice game mm-hmm. that you can grow old playing. Yeah, yeah. Like you get to play that game longer than any of the other games. My dad,
0: right? my dad played in an over sixty uh, softball league, and he is sponsored <laughs> the sponsor of the over sixty uh, softball team. A funeral home, John J. Wallach Funeral, <laughs> funeral Home. So they know where it's, They know how to do it. Uh, they right? know, yeah, yeah. They, they know uh, their market <laughs>
1: exactly. It seems like a classic kind of Wisconsin joke, too. Right. We're going to get the yeah,
0: the Undertaker waiting. at Undertaker. first base. <laughs> how you doing?
1: How you how doing? doing? Yeah. I understand you were born on third. You're going to die <laughs> on home plate. Um, but yeah, I loved. I uh,
0: my, my dad and I would go to the games. He brought us when the Brewers went to the World Series way back when. Mm-hmm. We went to the World Series in eighty two. Eighty
1: two, that's right. I ran
0: on the field after Game Five of the playoffs when we beat the Angels. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, those were the days when you could like, run on the field and there was no laws. There were no right. laws. In the it
1: was a it was a free for all. You guys, right. Eighty two people,
0: people would get trampled, and that's just the way it was.
1: You're like, get faster, right? And so, um, yeah,
0: so I was a huge uh yeah brewers bucks you know i played football till i was in college and then so, okay uh, yeah i loved it because i i just think the like the like especially like the bucks they had all these like really tall white guys that mm-hmm. were like paul mokesky was one of their guys and was paul, he from
1: milwaukee he, he sounds like <laughs> right He sounds
0: like he was like an alderman or something yeah. <laughs> like paul mokesky and he was like a seven foot just just a giant just a giant who would like his job was to like, beat up Charles Barkley at some point or the game. Just
1: a giant Polish dude. Yeah. Uh, but American? Like, were they yeah, all American U.S.? American
0: guys, yeah. But it, but that was like Don Nelson, so he would always draft like seven-foot guys who could shoot three-pointers. Yeah. And he tried with Did a it lo- work? He, it eventually worked when he went to Dallas and he got Dirk Nowitzki, okay. who ended up being like an all-star, and then they finally won an NBA championship. But that was sort of Don Nelson's
1: that like, was his thing that he
0: is, liked to do to build the perfect 7 foot <laughs> 3 point shooter and
1: eventually he had, he, and and unfortunately he, he he his testing ground was the Milwaukee Bucks. Right. And how how are they now? They are
0: about 500. They're uh, but in the NBA that means they'll make the playoffs and then probably get eliminated in the first or second round.
1: So, like there's a lot more baseball games than there are of any other sport, right? right? So, um how many basketball games are there a season? Are there eighty two? There's so eighty two,
0: so half as many. But but then the playoffs are probably so. Twice there's as
1: 164 long. baseball games.
0: 162, 162.
1: Yeah. And how many football games are there? Thirty? Sixteen. Sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it's but now I do. Now, right, right. I know now there's yeah. sixteen. That's it's,
0: why people love football because it's, you know, September to whatever. I mean the Super Bowl's in February, but really the season's September to December. Yeah. So every game means something. Whereas in the NBA you can tank a few games and it doesn't really matter. And right. football it's like things can change on a dimes.
1: So. Right. You have sixteen chances to make it to the to the end.
0: Right. And it's like you could finish you could be 0 and six and then finish ten and six or you You know, so uh, you always have a shot.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you? um, My uh, nephew—they're from Minnesota. My Mm -hmm. sister lives in Minneapolis, but he's a big Packer fan. Okay. And they were in the airport, and he was like, "I want a cheese head." He's seven, (laughs) and uh, why wouldn't he? I say, when do you think the last time you should wear a cheese head?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It saved a person's life wearing a cheese head at the oh uh, on the airplane. On the airplane, yeah.
1: You know, this is this is <laughs> the Wisconsin stories come out. I do when I uh, it's. Do you know Hannes Finney? Uh-uh. He's a he's a. I started doing stand up with him in '84. He lives here and he's a big Packer. Okay, he's a guy from Milwaukee as well. Right, and um, he is a big fan of the teams as well. Mm-hmm. So, what do you what do you do? What makes you loving the teams? very specific like what does it mean do you know the names of, of like even the bench and stuff or
0: well I think like in the 80s it was like yeah like I could I could probably still name the Brewers lineup from the 82 like it, Robin it was, Yount it was Paul Molitor
1: Paul Molitor, Paul
0: Molitor was the lead off uh, who was their second maybe Jim Gantner we had Robin Yount Cooper or, Coop. no, Gorman Thomas Van <laughs> Oglevy Charlie okay. Moore uh, Roy Howell
1: I have all of those uh, baseball cards, Rob's by Piccolo. the way.
0: Yeah, I have like a signed baseball from 82. Because there was a strike year in 81. So I used to go down to the stadium and I'd get autographs from them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so it was like, uh, so I was just, you know, we lived like five blocks from the stadium. We lived up on Blue Mount Road. Oh, wow. So it was like right down to County Stadium. So the strike year, they ended up having an extended spring training in the in the fall or in the summer. So my brother and I went down there and we would just go to all these they're training and, and right. get all these autographs and stuff.
1: Does your dad li- still live on Blue Bound?
0: He well, you know, he he finally uh, him him and my mom eventually moved into a library square in West Dallas.
1: Oh, and, like one and, of the like a like a, like a an apartment living. assisted living kind yeah. of thing for older folk.
0: Right. So yeah. He's yeah. there. My mom passed uh, two years ago. I'm oh, sorry about that. Yeah. yeah. So so he's there now by himself. He just got his own apartment, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. You and uh, your, your dad and my dad can hang out. You
1: don't want. <laughs> you don't want. To. My
0: dad can't hear, so it'll be fine.
1: Oh, it'll be perfect. My yeah. father can just talk and talk and yeah, talk. Tell hear. the same stories a thousand my times. My will just wander off eventually. And, <laughs> and uh, it's funny because a lot of my father's, like, the biggest dirtbags that my dad knows mm-hmm. are dying. So he's having to hang out with better people. Oh. Uh, right. That's it's good. uh, Yeah, when his buddy uh, Bob Stimmick died, I was like, oh, good. That guy was a shit. And uh, which, of course, makes me the worst. But, like, because my dad loved Bob Stimmick. He thought he was the funniest guy in the world. But right. Bob Stimmick, genuinely a bad guy. <laughs> genuinely like married his ex-wife on her deathbed so that he could uh, inherit all the money and cut out his own children. Oh so God. that's a bad it person. Sounds like a
0: Days of Our Lives episode.
1: Yes. He was almost cartoonishly evil. Right, right. Yes. And, um, but my dad thought it was funny. And uh, I was like, did you? Did you think it was funny? <laughs> anyway. <so. laughs> my dad likes good business and right he's like well he gotta you know and then when he dies his kids will get the money back and i was like mm-hmm anyway <laughs> uh but he tricked <laughs> his ex-wife i mean the whole thing she was kind of dementia-y right. and uh probably thought they were still married anyway right so the whole thing was just a debacle but well, who cares right i mean it's a good system it's a it's, it's a, good a scam. It's a it's a good scam. My dad liked it, and <laughs> that should uh, be
0: your dad's podcast. Is good scams.
1: Good scams. I uh, there's he often uses his powers for good in the hopes okay. of a free cup of coffee. I see, and because uh, he doesn't care about the money, he just wants the the parade. Right. He would like he would like a small medal, something <laughs> tasteful, and uh, or gaudy in right. his case. <laughs>
0: What was his high school? What high school? South Milwaukee. South Milwaukee. Yeah, he
1: went okay. to the Rockets. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, go Rockets. So he, never, he was on the football team. Was he? Right. He played both... Um, both ways? Uh, yeah. Cause offense it, and defense? Offense and defense, because wow. it was 1953. Right. And, uh, <laughs> that's what men
0: did back in those that's what, days.
1: That's how football looked. And right. he was little, because he's little. Yeah. He's only 5'6". Oh, wow. Yeah. And... Um, he had kind of. He mostly did. Uh, he's a gym rat. He's mm-hmm. kind of a gym guy, but he likes to do weights. He doesn't mm-hmm. like cardio. Okay. And uh, so his he had a lot of upper body strength <laughs> and his chicken legs is right, what he right. would say. And uh, I have a great picture of him all greased up uh, when he was like fifteen, and because uh, he was gonna he was gonna learn boxing and he was gonna do all these things. Right. And then he met my mother and right. joined the navy. So uh,
0: <laughs> That's how, that, that was my dream. I was gonna play for the Packers or Day. and then I remember I remember senior year of, of high school where we had two-a-day practices. So that's where you practice from like, you know, 9 a.m. to like 3 p.m. And then yeah. you have a break. And then, Oof. and I remember we were doing like these monkey rolls where you like roll on the ground and a guy jumps over you and you roll and the guy jumps over you. You know, so it's like well, like all you these... have
1: to pop up and down? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Roll, jump roll, up, roll, pop. Yep.
0: Oof. And uh, I just remember, and I remember like, and then I looked over at another drill and they were doing something. I was like, yeah, I'm never going to be able to do this for the rest <laughs> of my life. <laughs> I better learn to tell some jokes.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's at Tom Clark Comedy. Right. Your on specials cause on Twitter. You have TomClark.com.com, Dot Dot com, which you own, which is hilarious and yes. kind of awesome. The special is called Outraged. Right. On both iTunes and Amazon. Right. And uh, it's yeah, out now. and you guys rangers he's a great comic uh it was it's just a it's really fun to watch you do stand-up so i i love it and we have wandered around on so many topics i'm gonna say that your dorkdom is milwaukee
0: and (laughs) (laughs) because
1: it's a lot lot of milwaukee talk but um yeah it was great having you on it's been an hour okay so you know thank you and uh thanks for having it and rangers you know the rules out there take care of each other my hat
0: my hat my hat